Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Triumph Over Trauma podcast, where we share stories of everyday people overcoming adversity so we can learn from learn tips, tools, strategies, techniques on how to better overcome adversity in our own lives. And I am ecstatic because we're doing our first video podcast today. And big credit to our guest, who I'm going to introduce him, or who's going to introduce himself in a moment better than I can. Um, but yeah, he actually, he suggested, Hey, why don't we try a video out? And I've, I've been wanting to, he gave me that little push and you know what? It ties into what he does, which you'll understand in a moment, a little bit here. So again, I'm your host, Chris gear, and, uh, we're going to get right into it. Um, so, uh, Ryan, I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and introduce yourself to our guest today, our, our listeners. Yeah. Hey, Hey, Chris. Uh, thanks. My name is Ryan McKinney. I'm a, a leadership and performance coach, and I help people with growing in their leadership. That might mean mindset, skill set. Uh, it might mean developing strategy. It might mean uh, all kinds of things. Um, but ultimately, improving upon where they are and growing in that leadership. And it is a joy. I get to do workshops with people. I get to play. I'm getting to play uh, grown uh, games with grownups. So it's a lot of fun. And I get to coach people and watch them transform their lives, uh, both at work and home. So uh, thanks for being here. And yeah, the push to go video a little bit. Um, I was telling uh, Chris, uh, for the listeners, I was telling Chris before the before we started recording today that like 98% of the coaching that I do is video screen to video screen. And it, you know, the pandemic pushed us there, really. Mm -hmm. But uh, ultimately, it made it more accept more um, acceptable for people to say, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, it also made my job a lot easier, right? There's a lot less gas, a lot less driving, a lot less uh, that kind of stuff. But I tell you, there's nothing that beats face-to-face -face conversation, which is where you and I found ourselves a couple of days ago in a coffee shop, uh, just kind of getting reconnected and all that good stuff. So um, I love it. I love both of them. But if we're going to do this, let's do it where we can see each other. I like it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So it's getting real. So mm -hmm. again, thanks for joining. Um, this just came out of just uh, you know meeting face to face at coffee shop. It's amazing, you know, the the power of of networking and just you know just connecting with people and and this is amazing how we're able to do this you know over video. So yeah, it's, we we again we share stories uh, so that we can learn from each other. Yeah. And we've all been through all kinds of trials and tribulations and adversity. It, it develops our character. It teaches us things. It helps us grow. And Ryan, I'm sure you have a million yourself as we all do. So I'd love to, you know, give you the opportunity to tell a story or two of, of some things you've, you've experienced and, and how you learned from that so that our listeners can, can take something away from that as well. Yeah. So when you started asking the question about adversity and have you had some adver uh, adversity and overcome it, and it didn't take long to dig back in the arsenal of things, you know, I mean, we've all, uh, you know, stubbed our proverbial toe along the way in some ways. Uh, and, you know, this has been what came to mind was a situation. It's been about 20 years or so, maybe even a little longer than that now. But um, I was helping a friend move and we an accident happened. He fell out of the, uh, the back of the truck onto me and broke my leg. And if anybody out there listening has ever experienced a tib-fib fracture, um, you know that it takes a long time to heal. It's super painful. And I won't, you know, give you any graphic details, but it makes a really, really loud noise. And you can just imagine how that feels. Um, I woke up in the emergency room and they were asking me all sorts of questions and needed to get me my bones set. Um, 
and a lot of trouble with that. The adversity comes not just from breaking a bone. And I recognize that there are people listening to the podcast today who have had much deeper uh, traumas and adversity than breaking a bone. Um, but and, and so have I. But when I come down to it, uh, I wanted to tell this story for a few reasons. One, I remember sitting in my uh, hospital bed. I had to be in the hospital for four days with this broken leg, doing surgery the whole bit. And I remember being there and keep in mind at the at this point in time, I think I was 26 years old, 27 years old, something like that. Um, 25, 26 years old, something like that. And uh, uh, they came to me with paperwork in the bed and said, you can go ahead and sign this. And, um, you know, and I said, well, what is it? I, I don't like to sign things until I know what they are. You know, I was like, smart, what is this? Smart move. And uh uh, she said, well, this is your disability papers. I said, disability papers? I didn't I didn't ask for any disability papers. And um, what they were there to tell me was, is that at that point in time, I fully qualified for uh, disability and would never have to work uh, a day in my life again because the break that I had was so bad that they expected that I would not walk. Ooh. And, um, which, I mean... Today, you hear somebody having that same kind of fracture, that same kind of thing. I mean, medicine's come a long way. It's, it's pretty pretty much the same as it was back then. But getting you mm -hmm. to good in today's world is a whole lot easier than it was back then. I see. And um, so I, I said, I, I'm not signing that. And I mean, you know, no offense to anyone who does uh, need disability and sign disability. But at that point in my mind, I was I was absolutely not. I was like, I am. I just don't accept it. I don't accept that I'm not going to walk properly again. I can't function like I did before. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not ready to accept that. So I'm not going to sign this. And the look on their face, it was like taken aback. And now I'm much older, much wiser. I recognize that they were probably also trying to get paid as a hospital and wanted to make sure that if I was disabled, that I could, you know, because uh, I was a college, a fresh college graduate with no insurance, just so we make get things clear. And, you know, at the hospital for four days with the surgery and all that kind of stuff, it, it probably made a, it probably made a lot of financial sense. And I don't know that to be true, but it probably made a lot of financial <laughs> sense for them, for me to, uh, to sign that paperwork, but I did not. Right. Uh, I did, however, end up in a wheelchair for three months. Uh, they told me I would be in a wheelchair for uh, at least a year. I was in a wheelchair for three months. I remember going, um, uh, I remember like destroying the wheelchair. I was like, I am not using it anymore. I got so mad because it was just, I was mad about it. Like, I mean, angry and anybody in a situation who was, and kind of go back, I know we're on video, but in, I may not look like an athlete today, but I was, you know, I was playing intramural sports. I'd played for a, a nationally ranked national title football team in high school. Like I was an athlete. That was part of my identity. And like letting mm -hmm. go of that was just not an acceptable thing for me. Um, so that being said, I, I did the whole crutches thing for the next uh, eight months, and uh, it was really hard getting back into physical therapy, all that kind of stuff. But the adversity that I worked through in that was not letting myself give in to other people's uh, trajectory for what my what my my future looked like. I knew what my future I, I knew what my future was supposed to look like. And, you know, when you're young, you, you clearly know, right? <laughs> you know better than anybody else. Oh, we all do. We all do. Yeah, sure. Exactly. 
And then somewhere around 30, you go, wait a minute, what happened? No, no. But, um, so I, I had knew that I knew this clear enough in my future that it did not involve taking, you know, going on disability, not being athletic, not being athletic. And I was, you know, active, moving around like the, the work I did. I was in sales and, and did a lot of work um, uh, at the time, you know, in and out of clients, uh, organizations and that kind of stuff. And I just I just wasn't ready to accept that. Mm-hmm. So the lesson that I pulled out of that was, is that no matter what everybody else sees in your future, you need to believe in what you see in your future. Mm. And that was a big, powerful lesson for me that I wouldn't even be able to put into words until, you know, a couple of several years later. Um, and, and here's kind of where it popped up again. Uh, you know, fast forward, you know, 10, 12 years, I've got kids. We're thinking about moving to North Carolina. We were living in Augusta at the time. Uh, my wife and I, we have two kids. Um, and, uh, we were thinking about moving here and I was telling the story this week actually. Uh, but, um, I was at that point in time, I was about 40 pounds overweight and, you know, on a five ten frame, uh, 40 pounds overweight is, is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that was life happening. That was, yep. um, just all of it, right. Stress, life, desk job, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, and had, had gotten back active, but not in a sense where I was working out on a regular basis. Um, so here I am in North Carolina visiting my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and I take my kids out and there's a green space across from their house. And, and actually we, we bought the land next to them, built a house next to them. So we, they live across the street from them. But uh, uh, I'm throwing the football with them and literally throwing the football a couple of times and running around in the green space with them for five minutes. I was winded to the point I couldn't breathe. Like Ooh. I was, I knew that things were not good at that point in time. And I'm here and it's, it's crazy the way God does things. Right. I mean, it's like, he let me feel the pain of not being able to be in shape at the same time I am watching my kids play, which sent a direct message to me that says, dude, you got to do something here or you're not going to be around for these guys. Absolutely. And uh, I made the decision at that point in time. Uh, shortly after that, we moved to Charlotte. We lived in we lived with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law for a few months while they were building our house here. And I started, you know, my workout regimen. My idea was I'm going to get in shape and I couldn't, you know, that running was out of the question. Like it mm-hmm. was just not a thing. Um, I'd never run before uh, for, for athletics or anything like that, any distance. And I said, I know that that's got to be part of it. I know I've got to overcome this because my, my, I mean, when you have a break the way I did in my leg, Anytime it rains, it's going to, you know, cold weather's coming, any of that kind of stuff. It hurts like it's painful. Mm-hmm. And um, so I took off running to the stop sign, which is about 50 meters away. And that's about as far as I can go. And uh, I decided at day I had a three mile route planned out. I don't know what my where my head was. And I, was gonna run three miles, but <laughs> I ran 50 meters and uh, I said, you know, I, I, my mindset, I know what I was doing. I'm going to do the three miles. So I walked it. And the next day I ran twice as far and I walked the rest of that three miles. Mm-hmm. And I did that over and over and over again until I could run the three miles and then got to the point of running four miles and five miles and six miles. Um, got all, I'll never forget the day that I ran my first 10 miles. And I thought to myself, they told me I would never walk again. 
That's right. That's right. They basically said, here are the papers, right? Go on your way. You're not going to be able to do this again. And here I am. And I'd run 10 miles and 10 miles is further than I'd ever walked at that point in time. Um, so get involved with F3. And I know you've had uh, dread on as a guest already. And people know from the podcast a little bit about F3, but it's not just the workouts. It's the Absolutely. it's the accountability. It's the um, what we call the second F. The the everybody else that's kind of pulling you in and saying, "Hey, let's 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 hold you accountable here." And then I'm I'm a spiritual person. You know, I'm a Christian, and uh, my my background in faith is in uh, following Christ, and that appealed to me that there was in F three. There's this you know it's it's about something bigger than yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So getting involved in F3 here I am running and doing all kinds of crazy go ruck events and did a, a custom HTL and some go ruck tufts and heavies and uh, got involved in a relay race doing the blue Ridge relay. And I look back at that and I'm going, and I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking, man, my leg hurts doing all this. I was like, and that's when it hit me. I was like, they said I'd never walk again. <laughs> Look at this crazy stuff I'm doing. Right. Um, and these things you're talking about, right? Everyone's not familiar with them. Things like go ruck. We're talking about w- putting like heavy, heavy, you know, bags of literally bricks or rocks on your back and all yeah. the, I mean, some of those things I'm not even familiar with I'm talking about very intense, physically demanding, like obstacle yeah. challenge based, you know, it isn't just a run. This is so much more really, really wearing on your body. Yeah. And I'll send go ruck the bill for this little commercial, just so everybody knows, right? It's like, <laughs> uh, go to, so the, their, what they call a tough is a 12 hour challenge and it is led by special forces cadre. And those are teachers, uh, special forces operators who are stepping in as teachers to uh, bridge the gap between the military and civilians uh, and kind of build some harmony in the community with that way. And they teach leadership skills along the way. They also essentially put you through boot camp in 12 hours. Like it's it's not mm-hmm. an easy thing, uh, but they have several different challenges that they do. And, you know, at that point in time, I had done all of those and was, you know, enjoying that and having a blast with it. But I never forget thinking to myself, they told me I would never walk again. And here and here I am doing this. Like, How grateful is that to, to be able to say that? The best. And it, again, best. it comes back and it taught me. I mean, it taught me don't listen to the limitations. Yeah. There's going to be plenty of them. Most people, when they when they put limitations out there, most of the time when they're trying to put that on somebody else, they uh, the limitations, they're doing it because they love you. They're trying to keep you safe. Right. They don't want to right. get you hurt, right? Absolutely. And I deal a lot with that when I'm coaching because limiting beliefs are one of the biggest battles that we will fight as human beings trying to meet our own potential. And... If your potential, give it a number, your potential is 100 mm-hmm. and you're operating at a 50, well, 50 feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uncomfortable, you know, 75, 80 at that point in time, you know, trying to get to that number, it can be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Outside of that comfort zone is where growth happens. Well, your brain, your mind is trying to tell you to stay safe. It wants to keep you alive, like its job. Your brain is to keep you alive. That, you know, some people call it that reptilian part of your brain, the, the lizard part of your brain, whatever it is that that says, hey, this is about survival. Your brain will tell you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And had I not listened to, you know, had I listened to the limitations that others had tried to put on me early in my life, I probably would have said, you know what? You're right. That's a dumb idea. 
That's a dumb idea. Now, just for, you know, disclaimer here, I'm not suggesting that you break a limb and go out there and do a Go Ruck event as soon as you can. That's not what I'm saying. It, you know, check with your doctor, do all that kind of stuff. Make sure you're in good, good enough shape to endure what you can. But your body will do far more than you think it will. Mm-hmm. It will absolutely do more than you think it will. Uh, but that overcoming that adversity and, you know, doing these challenges, doing these Go Rucks, all that stuff, I learned from that. And that's in the physical world. Right. And then you asked me to think about a person. I thought, well, man, doing the job that I do, like, how did I get to where I am in my career today? You know, I spent 20 years working in corporate. Um, Tell you, I'll tell you the quick story of how I got where I am. The the 20 years working in corporate. I um, about five years ago, I guess, at this point in time, I had hit a ceiling before then I was getting promoted every couple of years, getting a new project, moving to a different role, getting, you know, a new team. Like I was, you know, moving up and I'd worked 10 years in financial services. Uh, You know, I ran uh, de novo retail banks, I ran commercial banks, I ran markets. uh, I did sales training, um, you know, and I, and I started, you know, in the back office, you know, doing credit collection calls. Like, I mean, I, it's your typical story of sweeping up the, the, the shop floor and then moving on up. Um, and then I switched industries and got into durable goods, worked for a manufacturing company headquartered here in Charlotte, a uh, great company. Uh, but ultimately in that company, I had applied for three different roles and got turned down three different times, three mm-hmm. different parts of the company in my own company um, for different reasons. But I, you know, I started looking, I said, okay, if it's three different roles, Right. These people know each other, but they don't talk about this. Um, they don't talk to each other about, you know, hiring people. It's probably me. Like <laughs> newsflash for everybody listening. If everybody else is the problem, you are probably the problem. Right. You know, <laughs> you know but that, that took a real a real humble and, um, you know, mindset and to have that accountability. And that's tough. That's tough for us to do that. But I, I mean, credit to you for, for stopping and looking at it that way. Uh, you, you know, kind of you took ownership and did, you did not have a victim mindset. You had a, an ownership mindset. So credit to that. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> there was there was a little of both, but I think yeah. the ownership mindset took over at that point in time when I made that decision. And I said, it's probably me. And I found myself a coach and uh pretty quickly the coach confirmed it's you. (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't that I was coming into work and like, you know, angry or shaking my fist at people or whatever it was, but I had the wrong mindset at that point in time. It was, it was, um, there was very much a, Hey, I've earned a spot here. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want, you know, you know, I deserve this. Uh, How come I'm getting turned down? Like all this. And it was a lot of blame game. Um, And I was essentially, putting my limitations now on this company and on these hiring managers. Look how it spins. Yeah. Look at that. Right. And, you know, we worked through that pretty quick, uh, that part of it pretty quick, but I stayed on working with that coach. And a year later, the company taps me on the shoulder and says, Hey, we've got a new part of the organization we want to develop. We're going to give you a budget to implement some software and need you to hire a team of 10 to 12 people. (laughs) And I'm like, this stuff works like this coaching thing works. And Chris, I had been in leadership roles all my life. So mentoring people and guiding right. them and giving them leadership, you know, here and there, kind of helping them move through their career. 
I had done a what I would call more than most had done in that area, right? Like giving help and that kind of stuff, and 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 you know pulling people along. And I knew she asked me. She said, "What do you want to do next?" Yeah. And um, I said, "I think I want to do for other people what you just did for me." This was and, this was a conversation with your coach at the at yeah. the time. Yep. Yeah. And that's where my coaching career was born. She said, I think you'll make a great coach. Uh, did my research, found uh, an awesome coach training school. Um, you know, there, there are some of these things you can see online where, you know, you, oh, become a coach in two days in, you know, Vegas. Or, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> like this is. Oh, yeah. If I can, can become a coach in two days in Vegas, I, you, you can only imagine where I direct people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so I go through the program. It takes, you know, it's a good year, year and a half long program. You do hundreds of hours of one-on-one coaching before they release you into the wild. Um, and uh, ultimately, you know, started coaching nights and weekends, busting my tail and saying, this is what I want to do one day while I was still working in corporate. And um, I, I ended up leaving that company, going to work for a fitness, uh, a durable goods fitness company. And, uh, when I did that, uh, great company, I was traveling back and forth to out West and then back home here in, in Charlotte. Um, and the company, uh, ended up downsizing, uh, crazy, but you know, the pandemic hits, everybody wants an exercise bike. Uh, the pandemic starts to wane away. Everybody's got an exercise bike and yeah. they don't need sales. Me. So company uh, started to downsize a little bit. Um, and, uh, I was part of that. And I had never been let go from a company like that before. So it was devastating. And I also knew that working for that company was going to be a stepping stone to owning my own business full time. And when I got the news, uh, I just, you know, I prayed about it and I said, is this you kicking me out of the nest? Is this you saying it's time? Right. And I got my answer. Uh, I went over it with my wife and uh, she, you know, I tell this to people go, what's it like owning your own business now? And I've got, well, it's exciting and scary and exciting and scary. And for me, it was exciting for her. It was scary at first. Cause she's like, Hey, this is weird for us. We don't, we don't do this. Like you're, you're a corporate guy. Right. So, uh, you know, long story short, way too late. I, uh, I ended up going out on my own in April of this past year, uh, leaving corporate. And now I coach, corporate executives. I coach small business owners. Uh, I help people to accomplish the dreams that they're looking for. I am that same person that was there for me a few years ago. And that overcoming that adversity, uh, you know, I heard a great, uh, a great quote the other day from uh, someone and they said, you can't teach the story that you're still standing in. You can't teach a story that you're still standing in. You got to live through that story. And what they were talking about was in their situation was completely different. But where it hit with me was I can't teach somebody else how to leave corporate until I've done it successfully. So that was a big goal for me. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, with my markers for success, that I could get not only success in what I wanted to accomplish, but sustain it. So, um, now here I am going on almost a year later and the business is doing great. Uh, clients are, you know, starting to pull clients in from all over, doing lots of workshops. Um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's fun. I get to do what I love to do, which is help people. But now instead of doing the leadership part of my job where I help and guide people in more of a hodgepodge kind of ad hoc way, 
right. I get to do it in a very methodical way that gets proven results and gets them fast for people. So it's been a lot of fun, man. I can't, I can't argue. Ryan, first of all, congratulations a year. Oh, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big deal going out on your own. And I like that analogy of kind of pushing you out the nest, right? Just like the, the, the bird finally needs to, the bird may not feel ready to fly, but you know, they have to go out and, and flap those wings. It may fall and flounder a little bit, but you know, they have it within them. Like you had it within you. And yeah. it's so, and I like how you both stories, right? Both of them interrelated, right? The first one was a physical setback, mm-hmm. but then, but it was largely right. You responded to the mental, right? The mental ass, and these are all interrelated. So I love it. So <clears throat> how you connected that with having the mindset, like to say, Hey, I, I don't accept that. I don't accept that direction that you've chosen for me. I see something different and I don't know, but I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And then the second one, it's, you know, going through this and, and taking ownership, looking in the mirror, getting, and then also, I mean, credit to you for also um, connecting with a coach, mm-hmm. right? Cause I think often uh, we run into trouble when we don't recognize, or, or it's hard to put that hand up. It's hard to say, I need so I mean I'd love to know a little bit more about you know how you how you developed that ability and you know how what what made you kind of even you know put that I know put that hand up and kind of look for that because that's I feel like that's half the battle is 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 saying hey I need help with something whatever that Mm -hmm. thing is and then being receptive to that yeah yeah and you and I were having that conversation over coffee the other day right it's like yep um and so I've done quite a few men's retreats and uh you know me and a group of guys will go up to North Carolina mountains where we can fish and hike and do all kinds of stuff. But we also do some leadership training along the way. And, um, during those, I, I bring about a quote because you can imagine you get a bunch of dudes in a room. We're going to talk about our feelings. People are kind of guarded, right? I mean, it's like <laughs> we don't sit around and talk about our feelings the whole time, but we do. And we're going to get yeah. in touch with that kind of side of us. Um, but, you know, I use this quote a lot and it's from C.S. Lewis and it says, um, uh, friendship is born when one person looks at another and says, what you too? I thought I was the only one. (laughs) And, uh, so opening people up and allow them to hear those stories, you know, you and I were talking about this, but it's Mm -hmm. like making it okay. Let's normalize talking about adversity, which is what you're doing. That's why I love the podcast, right? You're normalizing talking about the challenges that we face because, when I hear that somebody else is facing the same thing, yes. I'm no longer alone. And that isolation is one of the worst enemies to fight, right? I mean, it's like, if I go and we, we were, I talked about this analogy. It's like, um, it's like being in a dark room full of bugs. You turn the light on, yeah. boom, they're gone. They go, they scatter. And that's like those, those, you know, bad isolating thoughts that just show up in our life that go, Hey, you're terrible. You suck at this. Why would you even think you could do this? Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk to somebody else who's doing something the same that you are, yes, uh, you find out they're fighting the same battle. And just knowing that somebody's in your corner is huge, right? It is a huge motivator to know that somebody's there along with you. And that, and that was part of the challenge for me. It's like when I raised my hand, I knew I knew that. Like I had heard that message, hadn't lived that message, but I had heard that message. Uh, through church, through conversation with other folks. Yeah. And, um, and I, you know, and I had experienced it where, Hey, you know, when somebody else is going through a common issue that it, that it feels good to kind of know that there's, you know, an ally there. Um, but then to kind of pull that in, in a very methodical way and help to do that. It's, and it's a skill, right? It's a skill that you can learn 
And you can learn that on both. You brought that up the other day. You can learn that on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn, right. Um, that's some, one of the things that came out of the conversation, right? It's amazing what happens in a coffee shop and random, right? It's just, it, it goes back to, we, you, look, you can learn something from everyone. So we were talking about, you learn, you can learn the skill of raising your hand, right? That's a learnable yeah. skill to say, I need help with anything. I need yeah. help with getting, you know, with um, getting my car fixed or I need help with, you know, just I'm, I'm fight, facing uh, depression or I need help with you know, my performance at work. And then the other side is um, if you hear that, if you're the recipient as in this case, right? If you hear a friend or, or a colleague say they're struggling, it's, you know, you can learn how to engage. So you could either kind of set, have a distance and say, yeah, that sucks, man. Like, and just kind of just leave it alone and not really take advantage of that opportunity to connect, or you can engage. You may not have the answer, but just, just say, you know what? That does suck. You know, anyone else would feel the same way and just you know, almost sharing the suffering with them, even yeah. if you don't have the answer, or maybe you just, you just, you find a way to connect with it. But you, I mean, Ryan, you gave me chills when you shared the part about, you know, people looking at each other and basically saying, Hey, me too. Like, like when you share those kinds of things, because regardless of, um, your, your all these things that you know supposedly um, divide us. You know your skin color, your nationality, your income level, right? Your religion, your political party. We are, you know, our DNA is ninety nine point nine percent the same. Number one, two, we go through the same feelings, the same emotions. It's like just like the movie. Um, uh, what is that movie with all the feelings? Oh my gosh, I'm, my kids are going to kill me with it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Inside Out. Inside Out. Yeah, we love we love Inside Out because it's like. We all feel those things and we have to process them. So if, if, if there's ways we can just share things to help each other, we're, you know, we're all in this journey together. We're all, there is no real handbook that tells us how to get through it. We're all fighting battles. So I love how you're, you're, you're finding ways to connect with people. You're taking that. I'm a big fan because this is what I'm trying to do through this. Uh, I'm a big fan of when people take their, their greatest challenges and adversity and find a way to put that to work in the service of others. And that's, that's exactly what you're doing, Ryan in a very authentic way, right? It, it shows you care. You mm -hmm. care about these people. You've been there. You've walked in their shoes. And that was your point. You had to go through it yourself to learn and come on the other side of it. So you can say, hey, I really know what you need to do. Like, I really know what it's like. I can relate to you and I can give you these steps because I've been there. Like, I've seen the promised land and I can help yeah. you get there, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I love it. I love. So yeah, just, you know, I guess in, in uh, cover a lot of ground, um, if you were to kind of recap maybe, and, you know, maybe a few points, one to three points of kind of what you learned through all this, you know, through both the physical, you know, challenges and then, you know, dealing with, you know, the decision on to press forward as well as your own, right, uh, adversity within the career and then taking that leap. You know, what were a, a couple, you know, a couple takeaways you, you'd share with, with our listeners for what you learned and they can kind of take that away and whatever best suits them in their lives. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Um, I would say... <clears throat> Don't accept the road that somebody else has paved for you. You you can you can absolutely write your own story, and that's completely up to you. When uh, you put yourself at the mercy of somebody else's choices, you are no longer at choice. You're giving up your choice. You're handing it to somebody else. So keep your own choices. That's that's number one. You get to choose your path. Uh, the second, you know, that's kind of on that physical challenge that I was talking about, and the second one around the mental challenge of that is when you are rooted in what your purpose is, you are aligned and feel good about that. Um, nothing else makes any sense, right? It, it, like be clear about what your purpose is and how you support, how you help, how you show up, 
be clear in what that is. And when you are clear, nothing else will make sense. So doing things that are off path for you don't even make sense. And that's one of the things that like I knew as a coach, I knew this is something that I wanted to do. I knew my purpose was to, you know, engage, encourage and equip people to overcome challenges like that. I knew that that's part of me and what I do. Um, and because of that, when somebody offers me a different type of role or a different job that that just doesn't align with that, right. I know quickly that's not for me. Can I do it? Sure. Can I do it better than most people? If I'm determined enough, probably like, I mean, determination will take you a long way, but at what cost? At the cost of alignment, at the cost of feeling that it's, you know, something that you're absolutely meant to do. Um, so that that's another one is uh, be rooted in your purpose and be aligned with that, you know, get, get alignment as soon as you can. in that. And then the, the final one is don't be afraid to ask for directions, like especially guys out yep. there. OK, yep. I mean, I know that no more do we, we kind of make that analogy because most people, you know, they use their phones. They set their GPS and we kind of go that way. So we don't have to ask directions. But, you know, for those of you that are as old as I am, I'm dating myself now, but you can see me. So I can't I can't hide behind uh, the, just audio. Uh, but there used to be this thing about a stigma about guys being afraid to ask for directions because they felt like they would look stupid. That's right. Don't be afraid to ask for help. If you don't know how, don't be afraid to ask for help. And here's a mindset shift for you on asking for help. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if it's something as simple as learning how to, you know, change the oil in a lawnmower, right? Um, I could use some neighbor. help with that if I actually own a lawnmower. <laughs> asking a neighbor for help on how to do that. Well, when you withhold, think of it this way, when you withhold your question asking for help, you are robbing that person of providing legacy to teach you. You are robbing that person of the ability to extend their hand and help you. You are taking the opportunity away from that person to do good for you. So don't rob them of their gift to do that. That's one thing to think about. But really, just don't be afraid to ask for help. Just or Maybe it's not even ask for help, but just talk mm -hmm. about what's going on. You and I talked about um, in, in the coffee shop the other day, we talked about, you know, uh, suicide and how many yep. people uh, a day and how many people a week are uh, choosing to take their own life. It's a good, it's a good part of this for, you know, for me to say, I am not a licensed therapist. I am yep. a certified coach. They're very different. Um, I'm not either, but I can tell you as someone whose life has been touched by a friend taking actually a couple of friends taking their own life. Um, it, 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 there's so many shoulda, coulda, wouldas there. It's like, I, I wish I would have reached out. I wish I would have said something. And, and we didn't know it was a two way street, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course I could have said something, but you know, uh, if I had known, but I didn't know. And if somebody would have just said, Hey man, I'm in a really dark place right now. I'm in a really, really dark place right now. Right. Oh man, what's going on? Talk to me. What's happening. And since then, we have made a purpose in the circles that I run in that this is kind of what it sounds like. It's like, hey, man, you doing OK? And of course, every guy and, you know, I'm sure women do the same thing, but I'm not a woman, so I can't speak in that perspective. Um, <laughs> but I'm, every guy is going to go, yeah, man, I'm good. Like that's the response, right? Hey, yeah, man, I'm good. And then I said, let's go the extra mile and ask me, hey, man, no, seriously, you don't look OK. Everything OK? Yeah. And going that extra step and just asking 
in your own way and make it natural. Don't use my words or whatever, but going that extra step and just making sure like, Hey, and it's okay to call somebody and say, you know what? You don't look like everything's okay, man. Is everything all right? You don't do it in a group of people, but you know, Hey, are you all mm-hmm. right? Man, I'm glad you asked. Things are, things are a mess right now. I don't have time to talk about it, but it's a mess. Thanks for asking. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about it. Maybe not right this minute, but mm-hmm. let's set me and you grab coffee tomorrow. Let's go talk about this or me and you grab lunch next week and we'll go talk about whatever, but let them know that, you know, there's somebody here for you and not just here for you, but Hey man, let's go have coffee tomorrow. I've probably been through what you're going through or at least know somebody who has. Oh, okay, man. That just feels better. It takes some of the weight off. And I'm sure there's a thousand other tactics and techniques that are far superior to that. But those are the best ones that I can come up with right now and that have, that we're using and kind of working in our circles that we run in. So you come in across that kind of stuff, man. Don't be afraid to raise your hand and don't be afraid to go deeper and ask the question uh, with somebody. I love that <clears throat> going the extra right, going the extra step, uh, especially, you know, we've learned through the pandemic. There's been a lot of things that have that dis, that have disconnected us. So you're talking about flipping that and finding ways to connect and engage with people, even if it's a little uncomfortable and maybe hard to say it, you know, it basically says I care, like I'm listening and it isn't just a superficial, like really, man, like you're doing all right. And I think that's a beautiful thing. It's a great way to engage and it gives them permission, right? It's, It's about making people feel comfortable. They still, they still may not have the comfort level, but you have opened the door, right? You've opened the door to that possibility. Ryan, I was going to ask you, because you mentioned therapy and coaching, and I've been wondering about this because there are, there are different things. You know, sometimes um, I like to refer to my therapist or even, you know, with my family, hey, like I consider my therapist a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Just mentally, it's an easy way for me to kind of process it. Sure. Um, and sometimes it kind of destigmatize a little bit, but I know they are different things. They like the yep. definitions and their scope of care probably are different. So do you have, are you able to share it all from your perspective? Like what's the difference between for, for people who are listening between a coach and a therapist from what you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is something that I go over with all of my clients with just right out of the gate. We talk about this. And the reason is because, well, number one, as a certified coach, we're trained to do that. Um, but uh, because we want to make sure that if somebody needs therapeutic uh, support, that, that they're getting that. And we don't want to mask uh, coaching as a therapeutic support uh, mechanism. So, so let me explain a little bit. Coaching and therapy, uh, therapists are licensed medical professionals uh, and coaches are certified business professionals and typically business professionals, but a lot of times they could be you know, a life professional moving through life changes and that kind of thing. Uh, the difference here is, is that therapists will tend to go back to a, an incident and work through, unpack, uh, do all of that good work that kind of says, hey, I'm going to do some reframing. We're going to talk about the way we look at this. We're going to change the way we see what happened to me. Right. And we're going to use that and get you kind of back to a, a neutral. Like, hey, we're going to go back, unpack, fix, bring you back, help you grow back to getting to good, right? And coaches are going to say, hey, here's where you are today. You're at neutral. And you want to go to plus 10. You want to go way out here. You want to go accomplish this new goal. You want to go challenge yourself and do this thing. And what my job is to do is to help you set goals, to stay accountable to that, build you a strategy to get there. And that could be around building a business. It could be around launching a sales uh, organization. It could be around, you know, building a team or learning new skills. 
But whatever that is, we go from where you are today and we take you to somewhere new. The reason that this gets a little bit muddy is because in coaching, a lot of times we run into limiting beliefs. We run into what we call gremlins, which is mm -hmm. kind of that ego or inner child that we're trying to satisfy, that voice that says you're not good enough. Right. We, go, we, we encounter that a lot in coaching, you can imagine, because as soon as you go to do something big, that voice is going to show up and say, what are you crazy? That's dumb. Don't do that. You know? um, but those limiting beliefs and those gremlins, all of that good stuff, we have to help people encounter that and keep moving forward. So with those limiting beliefs, we will kind of look at some of those, but we make it very clear that, hey, here's some tactics to work around some of these things. But if this is a matter that's deeper, um, that right. you know goes a lot deeper in your heart, if there's past trauma and whether mm -hmm. that's physical abuse or verbal abuse or God forbid, sexual abuse or anything mm -hmm. like that. Those right. are far out of the realm of what a coach can help you with. That is definitely licensed therapist kind of work. And it's um, it's so funny because you ask any coach to see their therapist list and there's about five or six therapists that they're willing to refer to based off what they support people with, because right. we know that they're, that part of it is good. And, you know, if you work with a good therapist, they're going to know, hey, you know what? You're trying to launch a business. That's not what I do. You need to call this person or, hey, you're trying to build a team. That's not what I do. Um, you need to call this person. So they got coaches on speed dial, too. But that, does that help? with oh, this Tremendously, tremendously. You know, and I think that's. I think it's really clear for everyone listening too. So that helped me kind of break down when to engage, right? The different areas. So, and I can see ways, you know, there are ways that I'm working with in, with therapists right today in one aspect. And it goes to the things that you said, right? Addressing some deep, deeper issues or, you know, main, kind of maintenance of those kinds of things. And there's other areas where honestly, I mean, this podcast, right? I can see there could be some benefits for me to engage with you or someone like you to help, you know, set some goals to come up with a strategy and help achieve, you know, get to the next level. Right. And, and maybe address some of those living self-living beliefs. So I can see, actually, I can see my own, my own life where I can engage in different ways, those different areas. And that's not uncommon. I mean, there are clients of mine and, and some of them, because I've said, Hey, before we get started with this, I'd prefer that you go and meet with a therapist and, you know, get, get, get what you've got around this issue right here tackled. And then we can start. When they say it's a good time for you to begin, let's do that. And, you know, I've got clients that have done that. I've got clients that um, have already had a therapist, but the therapist said, hey, that's that's not what I do. You know, talk mm -hmm. to Ryan, you go do this. And and we work on that kind of thing. So it's not uncommon to have one or uh, both um, with respect to uh, setting goals and kind of keeping accountability and all of those kind of things. Right. Those are sort of the tactical pieces like those are the hey, let's get into the nitty gritty about, you know, what coaching does. But coaching is also this place where we come back and we start asking those really deep questions. Like my job is to push you into the comfort zone a little bit or to lead mm -hmm. you into right. out of the comfort zone a little bit rather and um, get you thinking about what would challenge you the most. Uh, give you an example. I had a client. This is a couple weeks ago uh, working with a sale uh, as a sales representative. Um and I asked him, I said, what is what is your uh, what's your goal for revenue goal for the year? And he told me and for the simplicity of this and to keep things uh, yeah. anonymous, I'll, I'll just I'll make up a number. Uh, his number was one hundred and fifty thousand. Like, OK. And that was take home. That's what he wanted to make. And I said, OK, great. And he had a, a number that hit to get to that that level of whatever that is, that one fifty. And I said, OK, let me ask you this question. 
if you knew today that there was a way to double that and make it 300,000, but you would have to absolutely do some things differently, what would those things that you would do differently be? Well, 300,000, I don't know that that's possible. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you that it is possible. Like, I, like I'm in a hypothetical scenario, 300,000 is possible. I just don't know that it is. I said, does anybody else in your company make 300,000? Well, yeah, quite a few people. I said, so it is possible. Yeah, but my market's different and this and that and blah, blah, blah. all these limiting beliefs start spewing out. And I'm like, oh, your market's different. You don't have the right amount of time and you've got kids and you've got this and you've got that. Right. Okay. Got it. Understand. Totally get it. But 300,000 is possible. They're like, yes. And I was like, okay, what would need to drastically change for you to do 300,000? And when we worked through that, what we found was, is I would have to stop believing that I don't have time because I have kids. I would, it doesn't mean you're going to stop spending time with them. It just means you're going to have to stop believing that you don't have time to do more at work. Uh, I would have to go after different clients. Mm -hmm. I would have to spend my spare time differently. I would have to spend this differently. And at the end of the, at the end of the call, what we determined was, is that they weren't going to do everything that they came up with. Some of those didn't align right. with who they were and what they wanted to do, but they definitely could do a few of those and they could still be going after 300. Now, that is a real impactful way that we, I mean, there's a good chance that that person's going to double what they make. And that's a powerful thing when you can have somebody step alongside you as a coach and say, do it like this. What about this question? What about this perspective? What would be different if and can start really working somebody through those challenges because that's where that magic happens for a coach. I, yep, that, that connected dots for me. The And using that Socratic method, right? Very thoughtful, deliberate, intentional questions, right? Because you didn't say, you didn't just say, okay, John, to get 300, go do this, A, B, C. And just, you didn't tell him what to do, right? right. You, you thought about it. You thought about what are things that could be challenging him in, this, in his situation. And and you encouraged him to, to, to dig deeper mm -hmm. and address, basically come up with a plan, right. Based on your support. So not only did you help him get to the solution on his own, right. You are guiding, supporting along the way. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I can see how that could help. Right. I hope he, hope he does it. I hope he gets there. Like, I, bl I believe he will. Cause it's, you know, with a commitment to it, there's always outside factors, but look how you came into that session and the, his mind, almost like your, your physical injury. It's almost like it was like the opposite of it. It was turned off. Like that possibility does not exist. And we all run, I run to that. We all run to that. Those, what you said, self limiting beliefs. That's not possible. Like that is not in my reality. And you challenge that, right? That's an opinion. That's not fact. It's an, it's, it's an, it's an opinion, right? You challenge that opinion and said, maybe that's not fact. Maybe you can do it. And you know, what else you pulled out? You didn't, and you didn't, you didn't even know what those things were that he had to remove. You had no, no. But you challenged him to, to think about them and come up with. That's really pretty, pretty cool. Well, and if you think about it, if you go back and look at every lesson you've learned, every single one, and I challenge all the listeners to do this, you look at one that you've absolutely learned that you believe to be fact today, some lesson that you learned. It was because you discovered the answer, mm -hmm. not because a teacher told you, not because a book said so, not because a friend told you something. You had to discover it for yourself. I'm just moving the middleman out of the way. 
I come in and give you my 10 steps to be successful in sales, you will fail flat out <laughs> nine times out of 10. And it's not that I don't know anything about sales, but I mean, the yeah. fact is, is that you have to discover those on your own. So, hey, these are the things that you'll need to look at and learn. What's a way you can learn that? And as a coach, I can step alongside somebody and say, hey, how are some ways that you might be able to learn this particular lesson? Well, I'm not really sure. Um, okay, well, if you were sure, what could we do? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, let's get curious. What might work? Well, it might work if we did this. And now we've moved that block out of their way and they can start to really think about challenging their own comfort zone and pushing themselves beyond that. Because again, that way, I don't I don't want people to hire me as a coach. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you, somebody wants to pay me thousands of dollars on a regular basis and never stop paying me, I'll, I'll take it. I'm just, <laughs> but, um, but I don't want, from a coaching standpoint, I don't want somebody to hire me as a coach and never get anywhere. I want yeah. you to accomplish. I'm like the whole reason I'm here is so you accomplish stuff. So you should be able to not only accomplish things, but at the same time you're working with me, learn how to accomplish them on your own. And that way, when I'm you're done working with me, you go, not only did I learn, did, not only did I accomplish these things, but I learned how to accomplish them for myself in the future. It's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Well, I think we could talk here uh, for a good while. I think there might be uh, some opportunities for some future engagement. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, I, I'd like to, um, as a wrap up, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. This is going a different direction, but it is overcoming adversity. So I just, uh, um, one of the things I, I failed to mention at the beginning is I did want to dedicate this episode to my grandmother, uh, Bernice Murray. Uh, so she actually just passed yesterday and oh she, you know, so we, sorry, we talk man. about, I, I appreciate it. This, um, the, the, you mentioned one of the things that's your values, right? And it made me it remind me, right? There's always, we have coaches and mentors and important figures in our lives. And one of the things I just saw her a couple months ago at my cousin's wedding up in, in Pennsylvania. And I saw her then and she had a great sense of humor. She's in the hospital and she was talking to my wife and I about, she said, you know, Chris, everything needs a good foundation. Everything mm -hmm. needs a good foundation. And there she was telling, you know, teaching, she's teaching us right then. You know, I think, I think 87 years old. And it comes back to what you said, right? Your values, right? Something you, you need to have something that you stand upon so you don't just go any direction. Like you said, with any, go down any direction of any job, any client, something you comes back to. So thank you, grandmother, for that. Um, and I just want to just, you know, just, just kind of um, dedicate this one to her. And, uh, and you know, we'll go ahead and, and, and wrap it up. Ryan, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be some people who are going to say, hey, you know, I'd love to learn more about what you're doing. How can I follow you, keep up with you, learn more about you? How, how can people best engage and support and follow you? Yeah, it's, if there's a couple of ways. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is you can go to my website. It's ryandmckinney.com. And if you hit forward slash start, it'll, that's my little link tree. It gives you all kinds of goodies and all that kind of stuff that you can look at. But my website's there, contact information's there. Uh, for those of you who are interested in just connecting, and the way that I connect with people, you, you may have a question to ask and that kind of thing. Uh, I reserve some time on my calendar uh, to do that. Uh, you can find me at ryandmckinney.com forward slash connect. And if you just hop on there, there's a you know, 20, 30 minute session that you can you know, uh, pull aside. Um, those are at no charge. And I keep a few of them on there just to meet new people, interesting people. So happy to do that too. That's beautiful. All right. So give the website. Oh, oh, oh go got, ahead. Go I ahead. Got one more thing. I got one more thing. I totally forgot. I just released it this week. So that's why, um, that's why it's, uh, uh, I've forgotten about it. So please forgive me. 
but I'm doing uh, a lot of what I do works with the energy of leadership and the motivation, the engagement, the confidence, the mindset piece of that. Uh, and I'm doing an energy recharge challenge. And you can find that at my website. It's a it's a 30 day journaling exercise, but it's not journaling for 30 days. It's like over the course of 30 days, you'll get a handful of prompts that come out to you that kind of just challenge you in your own way. It's like having a coach in your inbox and they're just going to challenge you with those questions and you can answer some of those and it's give you some clarity, give you some alignment. We were talking about with purpose and, mm-hmm. and values and stuff like that. And it's free for anybody that wants to do that. And you can find that at ryandmckinney.com forward slash recharge. One last plug, Ryan. I'm, I'm going to offer this one. And, and, and um, this, I originally got connected with Ryan because we we're both in that, that F3, you know, fitness fellowship and faith workout group. And Ryan, very kindly, as he was on his, on, along his coaching journey, he offered for a handful of men to actually be a part of a leadership group, you know, uh, a program he was running free of charge. Uh, wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Uh, spent a lot of time coaching, doing things like this with with a small group of people, and I, I got a little sample of what he could do. Right? He's very he's 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 really uh, excellent at what he does. Um, I wasn't able to finish it because you know had some things going. My mom passed and just didn't work out. But I saw kind of some of the fruits of it just in a small period of time, and I saw how he was engaging and helping others. So I can say firsthand, right? It's, you know, I can vouch for if if you're looking for a coach, if you're looking for someone to help. You, you know, get to that next step in what you're trying to accomplish with your business, uh, your personal goals. I definitely would, without hesitation, recommend him. So just, um, you know, uh, from, from my experience. So, Ryan, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, also coaching me and, and kind of pushing me beyond my limits to do my first, our first video podcast. So we're going to figure out how to, to push this out to the, to the web and do all kinds of fun things. But it's been a pleasure, my friend. I really appreciate you and what, and what you share with us. And, uh, Hope for uh, look forward to be talking, maybe do some things more in the future. Awesome, man. I love it. All right. Well, take care. We're going to wrap this up, folks. Um, again, uh, thank you for your, uh, for your engagement. And uh, we'll be talking next time. See you.